listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Now, we're talking about schizophrenia and also some of the symptoms and the stigma which is associated with this illness. And I'm delighted to be chatting with Dr. Michael Wong Ming Chuk. He's the president of the Hong Kong Association of Psychosocial Re- Rehabilitation. Dr. Wong, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We nice are, to be here. We are also on Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and also hear Dr. Wong there and perhaps uh, comment there if you have any questions or any comments as well. So first of all, let's uh, talk a little bit more about schizophrenia. What are some of the symptoms? What is it exactly? Schizophrenia is one of the mental disorders. Uh, it is, well, rather common uh, mental disorder. Well, what is it, why it is called schizophrenia? Because it seems to the, the, the patients, they seem to have symptoms which uh, make them detach from the reality. So literally, schizophrenia, schizo means separating. Phrenia means the mind. So it was a, a, a very old understanding of the disorder. Well, actually, this, the, the illness, there are many symptoms uh, that can be divided into positive symptoms, negative symptoms, cognitive symptoms. For positive symptoms, it's rather, um, rather easy to uh, recognize. Um, hallucinations, delusions, odd speech, uh, almost incomprehensible, or when you talk about one thing, they answer you and then drift, gradually drifting the topic to something irrelevant. And the patient can also have some odd behaviors arising out of the abnormal thinking. For negative symptoms, they are just um, quite withdrawal, lack of interest, lack of volition. They can sit there whole day doing nothing, not interested in doing anything, poor volition, and not talking to others. Or some some patients, even they do not care about their grooming, don't take care of themselves, not eating, not drinking, just uh, smoke cigarettes. And they are also cognitive symptoms. That means they have poor concentration, they have poor memory, they have poor executive function that impair the ability to take care of themselves. So these are the basic symptoms of schizophrenia. Of course, uh, sometimes the symptoms come together, but uh, when the patient is, is in the acute phase, the positive symptoms will be very prominent. So you may not be able to recognize the negative symptoms and the cognitive symptoms. Only after the acute symptoms, the positive symptoms are under control, then you begin to recognize the negative symptoms and the cognitive symptoms. How easy is it to diagnose someone who, you know, has schizophrenia or versus other sorts of psychosis? Well, usually it is not difficult. The patient will have prominent positive symptoms, hearing non-existing voices, believing something that is not true. Uh, even Maybe the, someone spying yeah, on them. Even proven to the contrary. For example, believing a uh, somebody is uh, following him in the streets, being persecuted, his family members putting food in poison into his food. So even when the evidence that nobody was going to harm him, no device inserted into his head, he to insist on the, the belief. Wow. And uh, also, if the patient talk irrelevantly, had some odd behavior, it's not easy to diagnose. Yeah. And not difficult to diagnose, I mean. Yeah. You know, we often hear when someone has a family history of uh, mental illness um, that uh, maybe they are predispositioned themselves. Is that true also for schizophrenia? Oh, yes. Uh, for schizophrenia, there is a heavy hereditary influence. What I mean is not uh, inheriting the disease from the parents' 
to the children. It is kind of genetic predisposition, a kind of vulnerability. If the genetic loading is heavy, for example, both parents are schizophrenic, so these children will have heavy loading. But yet, the children may not develop the illness, but uh, the the children will be more vulnerable. For example, a stress that uh, you and I come across no problem, but uh, for a somebody who is vulnerable to develop schizophrenia, a sort of minor stress can precipitate the illness. So if somebody has low genetic loading, then you may need a bigger stress to precipitate the illness. Yeah. Is it something then, as you describe it, is it something more gradual or can it be triggered by a, you know, a sudden onset of trauma or stress? Usually the, the illness develops insidiously. Uh, we notice what we call the prodromal symptoms. Before the acute symptoms or the negative symptoms become prominent, there are some already, the disease already began. Uh, it can be one to two years after the patient developed the first prodromal symptom, then a full-blown illness developed. For example, what we mean by prodromal symptom, the patient become more withdrawal, uh, more emotionally labile, has some odd thinking, but uh, not up to delusional level and become more suspicious, irritable. Uh, well, most of the time we look back and can find this history. Yes. Okay. Wow. It sounds like it's sometimes it sounds like my grandma. Sometimes she gets a bit <laughs> suspicious. So, you know, is it more common when later on in age as well? Or are we seeing younger people also developing these symptoms? Well, usually the onset is around. Um, 18 to 20 something. So it's quite young. Yeah. Wow. Early adulthood. Oh, wow. And we also hear, I mean, is it quite conclusive how these are developed? Is it because sometimes, you know, when you look at the brain of somebody with schizophrenia, maybe they have more uh, uh, receptors for dopamine uh, neurotransmitters. Is it proven that this is the case? Well, up to now, we still don't really understand uh, the etiology of the illness. Now we suspect there's something wrong with the dopamine, high, more, too much dopamine activity as some part of the brain because the drug which we use to treat this condition or um, lowers the uh, dopamine activity. But um, as we understand the brain more, dopamine is not the ultimate answer. There's something affecting the, um, the, the activity of the dopamine. Yeah. And more interesting is that um, we know now know that for some part of the brain there's excessive dopamine activity, but in some other parts of the brain there's lack of dopamine activity. So it is kind of this order of the the neuron circuits in the brain, and also there are some some structural abnormalities in the brain. So we do not fully understand, but we are getting to know more. But anyway, it is a disorder of the brain. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about the treatments. What are some of the treatments available uh, for somebody uh, who has schizophrenia? Well, the mainstay of the treatment of schizophrenia is drug treatments. Because as I said earlier, uh, the drugs can effectively lower the activity of the dopamine in the brain. That uh, will bring the acute symptoms, the positive symptoms, the hallucinations, delusions, uh, abnormal thought process under control. Yeah. 
So, you know, earlier you mentioned just now sometimes overwhelming stress can trigger it as well. How do we avoid it? How do we know that we're not prone to um, having an onset of schizophrenia? Should we be worried? Well, it is difficult to avoid stress. I always tell my patients, we cannot um, avoid stress, but you can do something to lower the impact of stress. For example, you take care of your brain health when you are still healthy. Regular exercise, no no smoking, no excessive drinking, to uh, learn some something to to engage yourself in some um, uh, relaxing activities that will increase your ability to tolerate stress. Yeah, and also learn some stress coping strategies. If something that you you are competent to cope with, then it is not as stressful. Yeah, is it something that you can recover from then? Yes. Well, in the past, we thought that Sylvania runs a downhill course and the patient eventually uh, is totally impaired in functioning. But as we understand the brain more, uh, the the drug becomes um, advanced in, in, in drug treatment and also development of rehabilitation facilities in the society. We see many patients they recover to uh, to a very large extent in the past for example they end up in the mental hospital cannot take care of themselves but with intensive uh, uh, rehabilitation in the society and effective drug treatment we are seeing many patients they can discharge home taking care of themselves and some, some many patients even go back to the employment market. Yeah, you know it's one of those um, mental illnesses where they have an unfair portrayal in the media. We often mm. see in films, you know, if somebody um, has schizophrenia, terms like crazy or delusional are, are being uh, you know, associated with them. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the stigma of maybe even some of your patients have experienced. Yeah. Is there quite a large stigma against oh, yeah. this? Well, it divides into two kinds of stigma. One being stigmatized, and the other is self-stigmatization. Mm-hmm. Not feeling, being looked down by others, and they also look down on themselves. On themselves. Yeah. And uh, it uh, actually uh, affects the opportunity to participate in the society. Where does that come from? I mean, is it lack of support from the community, the, the self-stigmatization? Or is it maybe stigma from the family that, you know, makes it difficult for them to have the confidence? Yeah. Well, when the patient has acute symptoms, they may behave in a very odd way. Abnormal behaviors, for example, talking to the air. Um, waving their arms, or they dress in a very strange manner. Um, honestly, if you see somebody on in, in the escalator going upstairs with you, you will go out. So you, you, because of you, you don't know what is happening. You worry that uh, the patient may be unpredictable and even violent. So you tend to avoid them. If you know that somebody has mental illness, you tend to stay away. And uh, the family member will feel ashamed of the patients. So that kind of uh, rejection from people around. Mm-hmm. And um, many patients, they also, after knowing that they are suffering from this kind of illness, they tend to um, also feel hopeless. 
this this the end of their life, this end of the career example. For example, are they rejected by the the spouse, rejected by the parents, siblings, etc. Yeah. So, how can we as a community lend support to these, you know, patients and also to their families as well? You know, growing up, maybe grandma or granddad would say, "Oh, don't don't look at them, don't look at them in the eye" or something. But now we should be, you know, maybe more friendly towards. Uh, well, how should we interact? Well, I think education is very important in helping people to understand the illness. If you understand the illness, for example, the psychiatrists, they understand the illness well. They 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 supposed to have no stigmatization on their patients. Um, if you don't understand the illness, you tend to imagine the the strange thing, odd things that can happen to this patient. So understanding the condition is very important. I've been working um, hard in the past few years together with my colleagues in different professional societies to promote desigmatization, helping the community to accept the illness. For example, to give talks, explaining what is actually schizophrenia. It is not a personality problem, not a psychological problem, but it is the disorder of the brain, something that the patient cannot control, like a heart disease. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. And uh, they. Don't want to behave in that way. It is they are acting under the illness. Once they are treated, they will behave just like a normal person,、yeah. at least in the early course of the illness. Yeah. And how's that received? I mean, are people quite receptive about that, or is there still a worry that you know that maybe what if they have a violent episode or something?、Uh, I think they are beginning to accept more. For example,、um, we have a rehabilitation program called the Phoenix Clubhouse. We work together with、uh, some、um, large companies, enterprise, to、uh, place our recovered patient working in the company. Wow! Initially, they they have many worries. Even if the boss is okay. Then the other、um, employees they have some hesitation, but as they encounter the patients more, they understand that well. They're just not a normal person, and they work well together.、Mm-hmm. And、um, we, the, the Phoenix Clubhouse organizes activities, and quite often the employer, the colleagues, they come to support the patient.、Mm-hmm. So we're beginning to see people are more. Accepting this illness only if they know more about the illness. So、yeah. education is very important. Another thing is that、uh, you help the family members to understand the illness more. To help, you help the family members to understand it's not a personality. They they mean to be bad. They they are so mean for etc.、Uh, et so it is un, it is something they don't want. And、uh, their role is to help the patient to、um, receive treatment. Take, make, take medication regularly, attending follow-up, and support them in their rehabilitation programs. Yeah, well, this is perfect advice. And also, what advice would you give to people who maybe、um, have family members who have schizophrenia or have symptoms of it, but you know haven't really seeked treatment because, like you said, they're worried about the stigma and they just haven't actually seeked help yet. How can we encourage them to seek、uh, the needed help? Um. They have to understand that、um, it is 
even if the patient, the family members, they have schizophrenia or other mental illness, it is not a shame. It is just one of the disease that a human being can have, just like heart disease, stroke, um, arthritis, etc. So that is uh, treatable. So they should bring them to to treat, even if the patient is not too accepting. They have to be patient. Yeah. And uh, there are different channels. If they have difficulty bringing them to see a doctor, they can bring them to see a social worker first. In every district, we now have integrated community center for mental wellness, and they can always go there to seek um, help from the social worker first. And uh, if this, the social worker there can uh, do some social intervention first to get familiar with the patient, understand the problem, and try to help them to seek treatment for whatever purpose problem they're perceiving. Yeah, well, excellent uh, advice and excellent tips from Dr. Michael Wong Ming Chuk, who's the president of the Hong Kong Association of Psychosocial Rehabilitation. Thank you very much indeed for your time this afternoon Thank to you. help us understand more about schizophrenia. Thank you very Thank much, you. Dr. Wong. But if only you-